0: Gamesvillemedia.com. It's time for the Last Action Podcast! Top quiz, hot shot. You decay, motherfucker.
1: I feel the need,
0: the need, for speed. Speed, we can kill it. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and I'm joined by a man who's constantly getting lured to pro-Chinese democracy parties against his will. And, And sometimes he doesn't even realize what they are at first, and then people are walking up and they're like, Here, sign this copy of Chinese Democracy by Guns N' Roses. And you're like, Oh, I know where I'm at.
0: Well, uh, what do you want me to do when I'm at my art class with the nude models and they keep hitting on me and then asking me to go out on a date and then they're secretly tricking me into going to a pro-Chinese democracy rally?
1: Yeah, it's a bunch of, that's a bunch of garbage is what that is.
0: <laughs> um, so um, a couple of things right off the bat. Uh, we're talking about uh, rapid fire uh, tonight. Um,
1: yeah, if no one was able to pick up on that.
0: Yeah, unless you're very familiar with the plot of the movie Rapid Fire, you might not be. Um, this is a, a, a classic uh, last action podcast scenario where um, we were supposed to record this movie uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, but where we live had you know some bad weather and I lost power. I had to go save my parents. It was a whole thing. So we ended up only recording one of the movies. So this one got bumped to this record session, but being as it is, uh, LPJ and I watched this movie about like three weeks ago at this point. Oh yeah, More so it's one of those it, it's one of those fun ones that we're going to be remembering you know, as we go through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and, and I've been sick all week. It's been a great week, guys. It's but been I'm weird. Excited. Yeah, it's been a weird week. Yeah, uh, Jurgen Klopp's leaving Liverpool. Yeah, leaving hasn't sunken. Um, but listen, you know what? We're going to get through it all. We're going to get through rapid fire. Uh, we're gonna start right now with letting you know that the uh, release date for it was August twenty first, nineteen ninety two. Um, as far as m- any familiarity or, or background I have with it, um, I always knew it was a movie like one of like the big like I guess like three like American movies that Brandon Lee made. Uh, I actually have seen it before. I watched it like. Uh, maybe like a year, year and a half ago, I watched it. I had stars for some reason at the time and I watched, excuse me, I watched it uh, and I enjoyed it. And I think I told you that we should do it at the podcast at some point. So, uh, and then I watched it again, but I had to uh, pay to rent it this time.
1: Oh, that's a
0: bummer. Yeah, I know. Right.
1: I had to pay to rent it too, which was fine. You know what?
0: Whatever happened to your, uh, your, your scamming movie days.
1: Oh, I still do that. I just can't get all of them. It depends on what the manufacturer is. Now that, um, so. Now that Disney bought 20th Century Fox, I can't do it to those movies anymore. Ooh. But like Warner Brothers movies, Universal movies, I can usually get.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Well, so anyways. as far as
1: me, um, I have never seen I had never seen this before. I definitely knew it was a movie because I used to always see the it wasn't even a trailer. It was like a like a quick you, you remember in an HBO, like
0: I remember HBO. You
1: remember HBO, thank you. You remember HBO back in the you know eighties and nineties. In between movies, they wouldn't show like a full trailer. It would be like a fifteen second like commercial almost for the movie. Um yes. or like right before your movie would start, they'd show like a little fifteen second preview. There was one of these for Rapid Fire in front of some movie I don't remember what movie it was that I was watching all the time, but it's is another one where I'm like, Oh, Rapid Fire, I should probably see it sometime. And I just yeah. haven't gotten
0: around with it. Just hand got around to it. So this is your first viewing of it.
1: Yeah, I'd never seen before. Okay. Uh
0: all right. So uh the budget of this movie is ten million dollars and it goes on to have a gross of fourteen million. I couldn't clock if it was just domestic or I think uh, it is I think it's just worldwide or, or whatever. So uh fourteen million. Um it has a rotten tomatoes of forty five, which is higher than expected and definitely higher than the nine percent that Uh, And an audience score of 55%. So kind of basically down the middle as far as critics and audiences. Uh, Okay. Top grossing movies of 1992. Uh, The top three, number one is Aladdin. Number two is Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. And number three is a movie we have covered on this podcast. Uh, Definitely overrated, depending on who you ask, especially if you ask me. Uh, Batman Returns. Uh, you know now th- Batman,
1: I want to talk about that. Batman Returns, yes, is overrated. Okay. So that's it. That's all I got. I want to make sure I want to draw a line in the sand, and I want to make sure the audience out there knows Batman Returns, overrated.
0: I think um, we came to that conclusion. I believe we uh, covered that in the year of we the sequels. Did. Oh, God. Remember year of the sequels? Yeah. That was ambitious. What happened to those days of the podcast?
1: COVID, man. COVID. Yeah.
0: The year of the sequel is after COVID. I just want to let you know. Okay, so other movies we have. Oh, I'm sorry. This movie, Rapid Fire, comes in 80th in the domestic box office in 1992. Uh, Other movies we have covered on this very podcast in 1992 are number four, Lethal Weapon 3, number 13, Under Siege, number 36. Always kick them in the dick. Passenger fifty-seven, <laughs> number forty. Universal soldier, number forty-four. Three ninjas, number forty-six. Stop or my mom will shoot. And number seventy-one. Free Jack gonna get bone Jacked.
1: Wow, there's a lot of classic episodes on there for us. It's um, true,
0: but a uh, lot of a lot of uh, uh, Discord emotes.
1: Yeah. Oh, big time.
0: I feel like
1: for whatever reason, I I was thinking 92 would have been a bigger year for us. But I guess not. I mean, that's still a lot of movies. Don't get me wrong. That's a lot of movies.
0: I think if you just factor in like 90 through like 93, there you'd be, I think, uh, not that we're potentially doing a movie that came out in 93 soon. But let's just say there's a lot of 93 movies. And what was Bird on a Wire, like 91,
1: maybe? I think so, yeah. Or
0: 90, there were a lot of movies. So I think that's just, again, but we've talked about this before. It was like like 9 through like 13 are really impressionable years for movies and stuff like that. So yeah. But I mean, it's not like yeah. I was seeing Rapid Fire when I was 12 years old.
1: So. I mean, you might have if you spent the night at my house.
0: That's true. Uh, I remember uh, – oh, I, I distinctly remember a birthday party, spending it at your house, and we watched uh, Lionheart, which yep. you once claimed was better than Bloodsport, and uh, Death Warrant, which we haven't covered on the podcast no, yet. No, we haven't. We really need which, to. Which I believe the plot of that is that he's a Canadian Mountie that like goes <laughs> undercover in a prison to solve some kind of mystery or I something. I
1: believe you're right. Oh yeah, that one. You know what? That one's going to be coming up soon. We're doing that I was about to wow.
0: say. I feel like we're going to be covering that soon.
1: Sticking my flag in the ground for that one.
0: Um. Okay. So. Oh, sorry. I was about to talk about the cast. So the cast is obviously mentioned Branton Lee. Um. Excuse me. Uh, Powers Booth is in this. Oh, uh, and, for, and
1: podcast favorite Powers Booth.
0: Power Spooth, who is dead, by the way. But if he wasn't dead, and we were doing uh, um, net worth, net I would have been. He's got that sweet, sweet sudden death money. Oh, but uh, yeah. um, uh, and then, like after that, I'm kind of there's I a don't lot. know. Believe it well, or not. Okay. There, there's a, there's a
1: lot of like, fame. And by, by famous, I mean character actor. I famous. feel like
0: Al Leong is something. Al Long, I
1: yeah. Al Long is.
0: Is Al he Long's, the guy in Die Hard? Yeah, takes the takes the crunch bar. Remember, remember, I sent you that great meme. Yeah. I think I might have posted a Discord where it was, it was awesome. like it was like the only person to successfully pull off a heist at with Plaza, <laughs> and it was a picture of him steal a still frame of him stealing the candy bar. Yeah, um, it was awesome. Anyways, yeah. that's who Al Long is. Um, yes. Francois
1: Chow, Francois Chow, who I don't he's he's Ferris in it. I don't really remember his character. Like I remember seeing his character in it, I don't really remember off the top of my head what that character did because we watched it so long ago. He's the voice of Quick Kick in uh, in in, in uh, GI Joe, but he's also been in, in a bunch of different things. Like he's been in Lost. He was in um, he was Shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Um, okay. he's been in a bunch of different things. Like if you saw his face, you'd recognize him in things. Um, okay. Who else is in here? Oh, Dustin Nguyen plays Paul Yang. Uh, he's the guy that Convinces him to go to the Or tricks him into going to the uh, uh, Pro-China Pro-Chinese democracy um, Rally Yeah, uh, He is He was the, the opposite of um, um, Richard Grieco in 21 Jump Street
0: Okay I've never seen and I, I mean I know that 21 Jump Street okay, is a thing right. But I've never no, seen it
1: We're good it's cool And then uh, Joe Raymond J. Berry A.K.A. Raylan Givens' dad.
0: Oh, shoot. Yeah, you know what? Now that I'm looking at his picture, I I do recognize him um, as being uh, Raylan Givens' dad. Which, I mean, from 92 until... Because Justified
1: came out in, like, what, 05? Sure. Right? Ish? -ish? 06-ish? Sure, No, maybe maybe like 08-ish, right? But in that...
0: I like the time. idea that you think if I knew the exact date that I'm with, like withholding it. Like right. you keep throwing well, out no, dates. My and point I like, hey, no, but I'm gonna let you fumble around with it. My point is
1: from the time Raymond Raymond J Barry made this movie to the time he did, uh, uh um, Justified, he aged a million years.
0: <laughs> I don't even remember who what character he was in this movie. Was he like was he like the main crooked handler guy? Yeah. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, okay. All right.
1: But yeah, he looks totally
0: different. Um, so yeah. So here's the thing. I don't have any net worth because the only people I knew were Brandon Lee and Powers Booth and they're passed away. So I don't have any net worths for you, which I know is a bummer. And I almost just randomly thought of a random person, like famous person. I was going to ask you their net worth, but um, then I, I didn't. So um,
1: wow. Way to wow.
0: Good work. <laughs> Do you want me to?
1: You're gonna, you're gonna give me a random person.
0: Yeah. Do you want me to give you a random famous person? Did you already have it up? No, but I had one. In, I had one in mind that I thought would be interesting. Is it interesting. Dua Lipa? No, it's not. Um, but I thought it would be interesting. Just it has nothing to do with the podcast at all. But I'd just be you curious. Sure. Was, okay. So, uh, what do you think uh, the net worth for uh, Taylor Swift is? She got that sweet, sweet era's world tour money. What do you think? I know she Taylor just Fett? broke a
1: billion, so it's like... I'm going to go $1.1 billion.
0: I feel like you... How did you get that right on the notes? Was a super fan? Yeah.
1: Because they, they were just talking about it. She's the first, outside of Oprah, I think she's the first like female celebrity to hit $1 billion.
0: It says that she... Uh, it's an estimated worth of $1.1 as of October 23. Uh, it says that she made... More than seven hundred and eighty million on the US leg of her two thousand twenty three tour. That's insane. That's some money. Yeah. But anyways, we better steer back to this movie, but um so uh the Why Taylor what, Swift. Oh, because I, I was she's really famous. I mean, I know and, you've been
1: pent up in your apartment for a while and
0: you <laughs> no, need I don't some know, she's really famous material. and I I was just kinda generally curious, you know, like following a lot of like NFL football playoff coverage, you get stories about her, and I was like, I wonder how much she's pulling in these days because she's so oh, famous, you know?
1: That's why you have the uh Travis Kelsey shrine behind you. I couldn't figure it out. No,
0: no. Don't don't even joke about that. Hurts, that hurts,
1: man. Here in Detroit with a Kelsey, man, you traitor.
0: Listen, I'll take a lot of your shit on those podcasts. Mm-hmm. But I am Lions one pride all the way through. So don't don't be throwing that out there. Alright,
1: well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes.
0: <laughs> you know what? What we'll the hang up and you can finish this uh, episode on yourself.
1: It'll be a short episode.
0: Yeah, I'll be like, oh, it's over. Uh, then just release the uh, the marine episode and call it a day.
1: <laughs> I need to. Yeah,
0: that still might be what we release for the final episode ever of the podcast. <laughs> no farewell, just me rambling about the marine <laughs> one-sided.
1: That would be awesome.
0: Um, okay. Anyways, why don't you talk about the writer director if you have anything about well, that? Well,
1: speaking of the Marine, uh, this movie was written by Alan B. McElroy, who did in fact write the Marine.
0: Whoa, that's right? crazy! Yeah. And I did not know that when I made that reference. Nope.
1: Um, he actually, he kind of got I want to say I don't want to say famous, but he was put on the map quote unquote because he wrote Halloween for the Return of Michael Myers. Uh, So that's why they picked him up for this for some reason. I don't know exactly why. But he also wrote uh, Last Action Podcast Classic, Spawn. Oh, nice. Nice. And uh, and The Marine, like I said, uh, as well as um, several episodes of uh, The Vampire Diaries, Star Trek Discovery,
0: 21 Jump Street. Any chance you get to bring up Star Trek on this podcast?
1: I love it. He also wrote... uh, Todd McFarlane's Spawn show, cartoon show from 97 to 99, it was which um, is very good if you haven't seen it.
0: I have never seen it. Okay.
1: Uh, and is directed by uh, Dwight H. Little, who directed Halloween 4. Uh, he also directed Free Willy 2, your favorite whale movie. Um, and 24, Prison Break, Dollhouse, Bones, and the WB classic Nikita. He directed a bunch of episodes of all
0: those. Wow. Did he direct twenty four when it was still good or when it got bad? Uh
1: I don't know. I can find out.
0: Let's see. No,
1: no, you asked. You asked. Oh, 06. So when it was bad.
0: <clears throat> I mean, it was never unwatchable. Yeah. No, it was it definitely I, I liked it. I watched it I watched I watched every season of it. I watched the like reboot of it. Trust me. Like I watched the spin off mo- not the spin off like the movie they made about I watched all of it. But I'm just you know saying, what? like... Let me tell you it, something.
1: That movie, what a downer at the end, right? Yeah. A bunch of hot, a bunch of hot garbage. They need to Remember? kind of finish that out.
0: Remember they... um, uh, Either here or there. This is going to be the last complete <laughs> derailment. one. Remember they made, like, a movie about uh, uh Bruce Campbell's character from Burn Notice? Yeah, I watched it. It was good. Yeah, I watched it, too. I just was randomly thinking about was how it, that it was, was, like... It
1: uh, was something of, the ba- not the ballad of Sam Axe. It was the something of Sam Axe. I can't remember. But yeah, no.
0: It was good. Well, I enjoyed it. It's neither here nor there. But yeah. that's the director. Anything. Oh, that's the writer. What about the director? No, that he was the, director. Us... the writer. I'll okay.
1: give you a writer and director. Okay. Um, everything. Yeah. That was
0: it. Okay. Uh, the tagline uh, for this movie was well, is... only one. There's only one. For some reason, on. Uh, imdb it's listed two times uh one of them has an ampersand and one just has and in it so well, read,
1: read them both we got time
0: okay so uh the first one is unarmed ampersand extremely dangerous and okay. then the other one says unarmed and extremely dangerous yeah the
1: second one's better second one's definitely it rolls off the tongue better
0: does it change your mind if I let you know that in the first one, Extremely and Dangerous are capitalized, but in the second one, for some reason, they're lowercase. Oh, see, that makes it worse. Nope, so, first one. Yeah, so basically unarmed and extremely dangerous. But, like, doesn't he use a gun a couple of times in this movie? Yeah, Why he's not I afraid to. Gets... He's totally fine with using guns. What am I I mean, yeah, he's totally fine with, like, pouring a bunch of rings into a shotgun and shooting people. with
1: Oh, uh, Maybe we're getting into those movies confused.
0: Yeah. And I still like, um, this is this is a fun kind of just like random thought episode of the podcast, but I still think we need to occasionally sprinkle in those ideas where we're going to redo movies we didn't feel, feel gonna, yeah, got a fair shake on the podcast. I thought we're still doing that. Because I, I The Crow is one that I would like to do. Yeah,
1: The Crow, G.I. Joe, the movie. Uh, mm. I don't know, I'm sure we'll we talk about it.
0: We talked about redoing Three Ninjas, because that was the one where so many people were like, oh, I want to be on Three Ninjas, and then we did Three Ninjas, and it was me and you talking about it with zero nostalgia. Right. So um, we did talk about redoing Three Ninjas and just having like 18 people on it. So
1: Maybe. If we could get them all to agree and actually follow through.
0: Yeah, that's true. But anyways, um, Uh, you know what? Anyways... Let us know in the Discord if there's there's a redo, uh, an episode that you'd like us to redo that you think a movie didn't get a fair shake. We're probably not going to do it, but you can still let us know what you think. Yeah, don't Uh,
1: even bother suggesting Quentin Tarantino movies. We're never going to redo those.
0: Well, have we ever done any on the podcast officially? Mm, Officially? No, there's the loss episode. No. And there's the one time we almost... Well, I think it was actually it was actually you wouldn't have been on there for, but we did Desperado instead. But one time with Devin, we almost he wanted to do Kill Bill, but I was like, it was a fast turnaround week, and I was like, I I can't. That movie's too dense for me to deal with in this fast turnaround. But you know what? This is really behind. Yeah, sorry, this. sorry. <laughs> this rapid really. fire, rapid fire, rapid, rapid fire. fire, rapid fire. Okay. Um, <coughs> do you have anything specifically you want to mention? Um, Before we get into the plot Yeah, I
1: mean the movie was originally Sort of pitched to Steven Seagal But he was busy Doing um, a different movie And they also decided that The style of martial arts that he did Was too boring (laughs) So they wanted something That was a little, you know Because the the style of martial arts that he does Is more based on Using your opponent's momentum Against them And sort of taking them down you about
0: you're talking about Steven Seagal Steven Seagal Yeah, I remember all his movies his fight scenes are like super slow motion
1: Yeah, they yeah. So, um Yeah, so they they wanted something different so they got Brandon Lee to do it and um initially they wanted John Woo but they didn't really like the style that they didn't want that kind of style they wanted more of a more of a martial arts like classic Kind of kung fu sort of style, not
0: the. Yeah, yeah I saw that. I saw that uh, Brandon Lee really wanted John Woo to do it. Yeah.
1: Which I imagine they probably could have gotten at some point. Um. So then, so then they switched a different different director. Um. But yeah, that's that's. I mean, not, not There's not. I don't have a ton. What's crazy is I don't have a lot of lot on the making of this movie. I have a lot on what the sequel would
0: have been. Yeah, I saw some of that. So it, that is interesting to talk about. So. Yeah. Um we'll get to at the end. Let's get into the plot of this because this could be uh uh kind of fun because again, we watched it so long ago that some of this is gonna be like new to me, but we'll we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there in the end. So uh my first note talks about how the opening was weird, and if I remember correctly, it's because it's just like shots of like Brandon Lee doing like like Kung Fu like karate moves and like it says like rapid fire across the screen and it's like it's it's kind of a weird opening. So
1: it's very strange.
0: Um, so, uh, then, okay, this whole situation at the beginning of w- was kind of confused to me because the, uh, the main bad guy, uh, and I got to look forward. Sometimes when I take notes for the podcast, I don't realize what a character's name is sure. until later on. So I just refer to him as like, oh, like, uh, some dude. So it's Serrano, Serrano right? Serrano, Serrano's, Serrano's, Serrano's the, like the main, uh, think uh, like,
1: I, think classic Italian mafia boss,
0: right? So he is this is where I get confused. So he's in a uh he's in a foreign country at the beginning of this, right? Yep. Uh, and he's going to see he's a guy you're going to see Tao, right? Tao, yep. And Tao, I guess, used to work for him, but has now like turned himself into a major like big deal drug kingpin, right?
1: Yeah. So <clears throat> kind of based on what I gathered, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, Serrano brought Tao kind of in to uh, into, into Thailand to sort of cultivate their drug crop, whatever it is. I don't remember if it's Coke or heroin or whatever it is. Um, and then Tao got so big doing that that he kind of branched out on his own and became the the drug kingpin in that area as far as like suppliers go. And so now Serrano is a distributor in the U.S., so Tao sells Serrano the drugs. Serrano distributes them to the to the U.S. So uh, Serrano's right. coming there to talk to him about it for whatever reason.
0: Well, because it seems like Serrano's kind of hit like hard times, and right. he's trying to get uh, Tao to help him out. And Tao is kind of like, Nah, fam, I'm not going to help you out. Uh, but what I was kind of confused about is, that it seems like Tao's got a whole setup here in Thailand, like he's got like an army and like all this stuff. But then like later on in the movie, he's just like living in chicago was <laughs> like i was confused it was like why why do you have like a whole like basically seemingly like you own the country but you still just live in chicago like well, i don't know well,
1: what that says is would you rather be the king in a pile of garbage or live in chicago
0: <laughs> well all right fair enough um there's also uh when they, when he's visiting him in thailand there's they, they they make sure to let you know that tao is good at stick fighting because it might come back later in the movie. Uh, where he has to show off his stick fighting skills, uh, so just put that in your back pocket for later. Um, so, okay, cut to uh, America. Uh, there's a protest uh, for uh, Chinese democracy. They're talking about uh, Tiananmen Square, which to set the um,
1: scene that that was a big thing, like in the era that when this movie was made. That was kind of that was the big news article at the time,
0: right? So, and then we so like bad. like Brandon Lee's there um and he has like a flashback to where his he and his dad were at Tiananmen Square um and his dad was killed um possibly run over by a tank oh not point. possibly
1: he was straight up run over by a tank
0: okay i thought it was i mean they don't show it happened Well, but, no. um so anyways so then um the guy uh, running the uh, the the protest wants him to come speak Carl at the Chan. rally yeah, because he's like, oh, no, oh you.
1: Chang. Uh, what was his name? Uh, 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 Paul Yang.
0: Okay, it's not worth it because he's only in one other scene. That's fair. Um, so he's like, hey, come speak at this like free China rally, and like Brandon Lee's like, nah, man, like what's the point? Like it didn't do anything good for my dad. He got killed, you know. <laughs> um. So uh then he goes to he's an artist, by the way. Brandon Lee's an artist in this. So he's in his class.
1: Yeah. And that's something I, I'm I'm having trouble kind of I have a, like I get the impression Brandon Lee is like 60 or senior at this college. You know, he looks. he looks
0: he looks pretty old. Like, right, he he looks, looks much
1: older than all of the other students.
0: There. He does yeah. not look like a college student. Um so so he's in his drawing class drawing this nude model. Um and his art teacher was really mad uh, because he drew the new n- nude model, but he drew, like, a dragon behind her. Right. Um, and, and his art teacher didn't like it. So that's when she's, just, she's like, hey, uh, let's go on a date. And he's like, yeah, I'll go on a date with you, random nude model from my art class. But it was a trick to get him to go to the free China fundraiser, which I like the idea that, like, how did this how did this setup come about? Was she, like, into the Free China movement to begin with, or did like the other guy be like, "Hey, you know what? Like, like how did this? How did the scheme I don't get put know. together? That's
1: really crazy." And because I don't know that he, she knew what it was. Mm-hmm. I think maybe Paul Yang just like told her to yes. take him on a date and bring him to this thing. I don't, maybe maybe he paid her. I don't know.
0: So so anyway, so at the event, uh Carl Chang, yes. he's like. Tao's lieutenant, right? Yeah, uh, uh, and this is in Los Angeles. We should say they're in Los Angeles. So um, he's the one like sponsoring this free China, uh, China Chinese democracy uh, uh, fundraiser, right? Yeah. Rally. So, um, but then Serrano shows up and, and is kind of like trying to shake down uh, Chang, and Chang kind of like laughs at him, blah blah blah. But then like Serrano kills him. <laughs> uh and, and brandon lee sees it right so the big shootout takes place in the whole building and like serrano's trying to kill brandon lee because he's like oh he saw my face uh at one point brandon lee drives his motorcycle through the building it's kind of fun um he beats up a lot of people oh, you yeah. he he think he shoots some people during that <clears throat> escape I so. too uh, i like the point in that when he's when he's uh trying to escape when he like kicks like the, the like the guy's legs out from underneath him when he's on the stairs or whatever yeah, you know. Yeah, that was cool. Was yeah, cool.
1: I will say this that the martial arts that are in here are cool and somewhat reminiscent of Jackie Chan, like a Jackie Chan kind of style, like using the environment. Yeah, <laughs> and I
0: think I I think I remember seeing somewhere that said that like that like Brandon Lee was a big like admirer of like Jackie Chan and yeah. so like some of that is obviously like purposeful, so um so anyways so he gets arrested by the cops uh the fbi want him to fly to chicago and testify against serrano right and be like so they can put him away because they're like you saw him murder him, blah 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 um
1: and I, I don't feel like they give him any choice in the matter whatsoever no
0: because he doesn't really want to do it but they're kind of like i don't know we're we'll, like throw you in jail if you don't do it yeah <laughs> um so he's like okay fine i'll go to chicago so then like um this is so like specific but, like, so then they go to Chicago and uh, uh, Powers Booth has, like, a special, like, uh, police unit uh, that's been, like, trying to catch uh, Tau and Serrano and stuff like that. But, like, they're operating out of the Fireside Bowl in Chicago, which is, like, really hilarious to me because, like, for anyone, like, again, this is specific, so anyone listening might know this, but anyone into, like, a, a, a late 90s, Early two thousands emo scene, like the Fireside Bowl, was like a, a like a music venue where like emo bands would go and play. You know, yeah. like like the Get Up Kids and Braid and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I I don't know. I just thought it was really funny that their like police task force headquarters was outside of the Fireside Bowl in Chicago. So
1: it seemed like um, a weird place for them to all be at. Just in general, like yeah, the the group seemed weird. Like how they all got put together, they all seemed like, like I don't know how to describe them. Like
0: well, and we, and we never really that
1: nobody else wanted.
0: Well, and we never really learned anything about the crew other than Powers Booth and the 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 lady cop whose name I can't think of, uh, um, Carla, Carla. Other than that, like I, you know, it's like I don't know. I think maybe one of the guys in the group is Chinese and like speaks Chinese too, Brandon Lee. Um, but yeah. oh, but oh, that that like, was
1: Francois Chow.
0: Oh, okay. That was well. Francois, there you go. Yeah. So so um uh anyway, so yeah, so I, I just really got it. and I remember the first time watching it getting a chuckle that they operate out of the fireside bowl. Uh okay, so the FBI take um uh Brandon Lee to a safe house in chicago right now this is where it's kind of confused so there's like three guys guarding them and two of them are crooked and one of them's not it's like there's just a normal chicago cop there right and he's the one that gets killed while the other two guys are like crooked fbi agents uh
1: i don't i don't i think he's an FBI agent too
0: well i don't know because they keep telling them afterwards it's like oh everyone's gonna be looking for you because you killed a cop because they think that like they're trying to pin that guy that
1: oh maybe maybe he was a cop
0: (laughs) yeah i mean it's neither here nor there i mean really like powers booth just kind of uses it as leverage when he gets him to help him because he's like hey you know you help me with this and i'll clear your name with any of the cops you know right um okay so um uh so yeah so the so the not crooked dude gets killed um uh brandon lee beats him up uh kills one of them uh and gets away um jumps out a window i believe uh he calls the main fbi guy uh Raylan gibbon's dad uh but then bad news it turns out that Raylan gibbon's dad is crooked um and and, but but the good news is is that like powers booth is listening in on this call so which
1: uh it's so strange to me that they had that that they had it all wired
0: yeah they had it all wired um but, like, because they were illegal wires, like, they couldn't use them in their investigation. Right.
1: Well, so, actually, why do they have that wired? Is it because just because Brandon Lee was there? I can't figure out why they had that.
0: Why they had Rayleigh Gibbons' dad's. Yeah. Arlo Gibbons.
1: Yeah, Why they had? why they had that area wired.
0: No, you know what it was? Raylo, Raylan Given's dad was calling Serrano to tell him what was going on and they were monitoring Serrano's
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay.
0: That's how they knew what was going on. So, uh Brandon Lee goes to meet up with uh with Raylan Given's dad. Um and, you know, like things get bad, like guys are there to kill him, but uh Powers Booth shows up and uh saves him. <laughs> Powers uh, and- Booth
1: rolls up in the car.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it just like it's so crazy. Like it, it's it's such a weird standoff because Raymond J. Barry is on the opposite side in like on like a dark fire escape. Yeah. Just kind of standing there. And Brandon Lee has no idea who Powers Booth is.
0: Yeah. So But he ends up saving him. He jumps in the car. Wow. Um uh, and he takes him back to the uh he takes him back to the fireside bowl. Um, of course. Um, and then like, I, I like the powers Booth. Like he, he, he's like, he, it's like, if there was a drinking game for this, it's like, he says so many times that he's been after Tao for like 10 years. It's yeah. really kind of funny. Like he just keeps saying it over and over again. It's like, as if like that means anything to Brandon Lee, but he keeps saying it to him. He's like, all right, dude, I get it. Um, so they go to, uh, the main FBI guy's house, Frank, uh, who it's really, give it. that. Um, I like that. Like, uh. Power smooth is kind of like, ah, you know, like, control yourself, but Brandon Lee can't help but beat him up, like, a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, so where are we at? Uh, so they get they get Frank to call Serrano and tell him, like, hey, you know what? I do have Brandon Lee. Oh, that's Lee. right, because they
1: blackmail him with the uh, wiretap.
0: Right, and they're like, hey, I do have Brandon Lee. So they they convince him to go to, like, to do this exchange, and they're going to have him wear a wire so he can, like, you know, get information. Yeah, so uh, they go to they go to uh, Frank and Brandon Lee go to Serrano's restaurant uh, to set him up and find out where like Tao's shipment is coming in. Um, also, this is where I note in my um, uh, uh, notes that Brandon Lee loves wearing tank tops. I don't think he wears anything but tank tops in this. Uh, except when yeah. he's wearing the except when he's wearing the disguise at the end to sneak right. into the laundry. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, other than that it's
0: a lot of tank tops. Wears,
1: i feel like he wears a lot of tank tops in did he wear tank tops in uh big Troll in little china or not big trouble in little china, uh Showdown in little tokyo
0: i don't think so because if you remember like his thing he was like the he was like the straight man cop oh that's right that's right in that in that movie um uh okay Which, good movie oh yeah i really do like that movie. movie maybe i watched this maybe i watch this uh maybe i watched that this movie the first time after we did showdown in little tokyo on the podcast um okay so uh they go they're they're at the restaurant but then uh serrano like kind of figures out that this is set up and he kills raylan gibbon's dad and like shit goes south pretty fast, yes. and all like the Powers Booth and this crew are out in the street shooting, and the bad guys for some reason have a Tommy gun there, which I thought was pretty crazy. Uh, and not only do they have a Tommy gun, but that they have like a giant like turret gun. <laughs> turret yeah, no, they gun. got a,
1: they have a mounted fifty caliber machine gun that's just covered by a tarp in the middle of the restaurant, so people would come in. Uh, granted, I don't know if the restaurant's officially open for public business, but people would come in and be sitting at a table eating and to their left under a tarp is a mounted 50 caliber
0: machine gun but also yes but also when they're like hey get the gun so we can shoot at these cops one of them is like a vintage era tommy gun yeah. like you would see in like a dick tracy comic book right. um which is weird so um so but brandon lee of course being brandon lee ends up beating beating up a bunch of dudes inside the restaurant and he, uh, he captures uh, Serrano, right? Yes. Um, so, like, he, you know, like, but then, like, him and Powers Booth are kind of arguing back and forth again, and he ends up punching Powers Booth in the face. Um, yeah,
1: because he didn't appreciate being used as
0: bait. Right. Um, because, like, like there's this underlying thing where, like, <clears throat> excuse me, um, where where Brandon Lee is, like, his dad believed in these causes and doing what was right and it got him killed. So Brandon Lee is kind of like, I don't believe in this kind of stuff, like doing, doing the right thing only gets you killed. And like, you know, like powers booth is kind of like his adopted father figure. Cause he thinks the same way,
1: which is weird because like, I, and we'll get to it, but I feel like I'll get to it in my rating, but I feel like there are at least three or four scenes that must've been cut out of this movie to sort of like build the relationship build the relationship between Brandon Lee and Power Smooth and Brandon Lee and um uh, Carla Carla yeah like all of a sudden they're all best friends it's yeah, so it weird
0: yeah it is it is weird um so uh yeah and also like there's there's kind of a subplot that we didn't talk about where like Brandon Lee's dad was, like, military, and he's been trying to get, like, the file. He wants to get the file on his dad to see, like, why, what he was doing in Tiananmen Square. If it would, you know, like, why he was yeah, there or he something. Yeah,
1: because he wasn't there as, like, a protest or anything. He was there on behalf of the military.
0: Right. So the the lady cop, Carl, like, gets his file, uh, <laughs> and he, he like, reads it, but he's like, oh, it doesn't, it doesn't explain anything. And that's where I had to know this is a Brandon Lee is a pouty bitch. Yeah. He kinda was. R I P brandon Lee. Sorry to sorry to speak ill of the the best. But um so then we get to what what is such a strange part of this movie, I'm gonna try and describe it the best way I can. There's there's a montage, right? Yeah. Set to like a really weird, like early nineties like rock kind of like ballad song. Yep. But in in this montage, intercut together, right? You have um Brandon Lee and, and, and Carla, Lady Cop, go into the bone zone, right? Oh, yeah. Intercut yeah. with uh, Tony Long, Tony Leong Tony, Tony 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 Long. going to the police station to murder Serrano with a throwing star in his jail cell. Yep. <clears throat> and Powers Booth raiding Tao's laundry. Only to find that he can't find the heroine. And I love that really funny shot of like Tao like standing in the balcony, like looking down at Power's booth like I was laughing at him. But it's like it's such a weird like, okay, we've we've done some would say too many episodes of the show. And we've seen a lot of montages, right? Yeah. This is one of the strangest montages I could ever think of. Because it it's is. almost it's almost just like, hey, we gotta like they were just trying to advance so many things at once to get to like the final part of the movie but it's like it, it's so weird like it's so weird
1: it is strange like it, i feel like they had they had a mandate to keep the movie around 90 minutes they had this song these two songs made by the band hardline for the movie and yeah. they also had to like they had all this meandering plot they had to take care of like let's do a montage oh and you know what bradley goes the bone zone let's throw that in there too it's such a weird juxtaposition to see like bone zone powers booth
0: (laughs) it's i know it's it's like it's so weird it's like if you're gonna have a bone zone scene commit to it you know like come on um so anyways um powers booth is really mad uh he has kind of a meltdown he shoots a bowling pin at fireside bowl uh with 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 his gun um uh but then brandon lee kind of like agrees to help because they're like we know the drugs are in the laundry but we can't get a man in there and brandon lee's like i gotcha so he sneaks into uh (laughs) laundry i also have a note that says why is carla taking so many pics she's like in the car she's like (laughs) Like, yeah, oh yeah. Think,
1: she is think, you know I don't know why this movie's called Rapid Fire is because she couldn't keep her finger off the camera shutter.
0: Like you're just taking uh pictures of the outside of the building. I don't know what this how this is gonna help with the investigation and all, but um so um uh Brandon Lee goes in there uh and he and he ends up um he ends up finding the drugs because they're like where do they have them in? Like I, They're 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 in they um they like
1: wash the uh sheets and the 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 sheets themselves are like coated in the drugs.
0: Oh, that's what it is, and when they wash them out, the drugs come out, right? Right. It's kind of a cool scheme.
1: Yeah, I don't think it works that way. <laughs>
0: uh all right, fair enough. Um so powers booth and Carla get captured. Um uh uh Brandon Lee shows up and uh rescues them. Uh, Powers Booth gets like shot in the process. Um, uh, Brandon Lee has a, uh, has a, has a pretty sweet fight with, uh, what's his name? The guy that stole the candy bar. Oh
1: yeah. Um, Long.
0: It, yeah, they have a sweet fight, uh, where it ends up beating him. Um, so then like him and Tao, excuse me, have a couple of different fights. Like they have a fight where obviously it's like a stick fight. Cause it's like, you knew that sure, stick yeah, fighting yeah. was going to come back around. Um, and then this is where like, uh uh i i feel like um this is where like recording this movie 2 weeks ago would have been better because i can't remember exactly because the final showdown between uh Tao and Brandon Lee is like on a like uh, elevated like uh you know like rail like train track in, the in Chicago yeah and i in i think <clears throat> does he get electrocuted or does he get hit by the train
1: he gets hit by the train
0: okay cuz they fight back and forth they, and i because
1: the i think because they set up the third rail being electrified. Right. And, um,
0: and I think he's trying to like push Brandon Lee into it right? and he like knocks him backwards and he flies into the path of a different train coming Correct. the other direction and gets yeah. hit. And it's, a, it's
1: a real red, red, red hair. You think, Oh, he's going to get electrocuted. No, he gets hit by the
0: train, which was like, um, <clears throat> and this one's like, there's no answer to this, but I, I, I was thinking of this question a lot uh, while watching this movie. And like, there's a lot of plots of, uh, uh, action movies are like we got to bring this guy down. We got to bring him to justice and like all this stuff. But then like they always just get killed. So it's like yeah, it's like all right. Well, like okay, but he didn't really get brought to justice. He just got killed. So like I mean, I'm assuming that shuts down this operation. But I mean, it didn't really dismantle it. I would say
1: no. And although I feel like Powers Booth and Brandon Lee, Arla? Oh. I feel like they just eventually decided they just needed to kill this guy. Like, I don't even think they were really trying to bring him in at at that point.
0: Well, I mean, I I don't know. I think he would have tried to bring him in, but then he was trying to electrocute electrocute him. And, you know, what are you going to do, right?
1: Yeah. You know what? Sometimes you just get hit by a train.
0: Uh, Yeah, fair enough. Uh, So then uh, Brandon Lee ends up running back into the burning laundry. By the way, the laundry's on fire. I don't know if I mentioned that. Right. Um. Uh, he runs back into the burning laundry to save uh, Powers Booth uh, because that's his new dad. Um, yeah, and that—that's the end of the movie.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's they all—they a- all ride away in the in the uh, ambulance together.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I do remember that. because It's kind of funny because it make because it makes like because like Powers Booth was like, "See you around, kid," and then he like just gets in the ambulance with him, and it's like, "All right, well, like." <laughs>
1: For You're goodbye. seeing Here him. You're seeing
0: him right now. Like, why'd you make it seem like he was leaving town? So, um, yeah. but uh, yeah. So, so that's the end. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah I mean, it. Uh, there it is. Um, so, <clears throat> this movie was, believe it or not, somewhat of a hit. I guess. I mean, it made money and enough to where they wanted to make a sequel for this, and so they uh, opted. They opted to try and adapt a script called Simon Says by Jonathan Henslaw, um, and um, I, and then obviously Brandon Lee passed away, so they sort of scrapped all that. But what's interesting is Simon Says eventually was used uh, for Die Hard with a Vengeance. So right. the first kind of half of Die Hard with a Vengeance is the script Simon Says, and then they tack on the rest at the end with the gold heist and all that stuff. Um, wasn't
0: there like, wasn't there something crazy too, or like that, like that same thing that became Die Hard was at one point they were considering using it for like a lethal weapon sequel or something yes, too. Like
1: they also at one point we're going to use it for lethal weapon three, uh, this, this script, the Simon says script had been kicked around like a billion different studios. Everybody wanted it to try and adapt it into something. And then finally it got adapted into Die Hard with a vengeance, um, but it was originally going to have Angela Bassett in there as uh, a community activist. So, taking over, so it, it would have been Sam Jackson's role. Okay. It, but it would have been Angela Bassett in it instead.
0: Um, yeah, it would have been as good as Hey Zeus.
1: No, it wouldn't have been. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, it eventually became, you know, The Hire of the Vengeance. So, but it was interesting because the the this was supposed to be a franchise. Like, this was going to be Brandon Lee's big franchise. Like action yeah. star, they were touting him as the new 90s action star.
0: Yeah, which I mean, I could I could see, I guess. I mean, based on his work, it's kind of one of those things where it's like you never, you always wonder, like, what would have happened, you know, if he would have, yeah, still been making movies, you know, would he would he have like still be, would he have been, been in an Expendables movie at some point?
1: Probably. I mean, he he wasn't a bad actor. Like, he was good. Like I I, no, I he was
0: I think, I most think, I, parents, I think uh, honestly if I'm uh, like in this mate, I, I think his acting is almost better than like his martial arts. Like I don't think I his agree. martial arts is bad. But but I also think it's like uh, he was probably for forever doomed to be in the shadow of like, oh, you're Brandon Lee's son, you know, like oh, everyone's going Bruce, ex- Bruce Lee, sorry, sorry, yeah. Bruce Lee's son, like just gonna expect, you know, to it where it's like, yeah, I mean like it was he bad, but I I, I never saw anything that he did was like, whoa, you know. Like, oh,
1: martial arts wise, yeah, yeah. No, I would agree with that. It, it wasn't, but I don't think those movies were really the movies that he were that he was in. None of them really had that element to it. I mean, well, this I did I... a little bit, but The Crow certainly didn't, and in um, Showdown, Little Tokyo, he played the opposite role.
0: Yeah, I think he still did use his like karate, his like his stuff in that movie though. Yeah. I if that. I remember, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's a, he's a very likable character. I mean, it, from what I remember, it's been not to keep talking about the crow. It's been years since I've seen the crow, so I don't really remember right. uh, his performance in the crow. But his performance in this and his performance in showdown in little Tokyo, he's I, I really enjoyed both those performances. So
1: yeah, no, I would agree. I would absolutely agree.
0: Um. Do you have any uh, role reversals?
1: Oh, do I?
0: I like this because I know what you're about to talk about. And I like that it says um, it says they were considered for this role, yes. which to me just reads as like, well, we, we'd kind of like to have them. Because like, if you look at this list, it's like, none of these people are going to be in this movie. No,
1: not a single person. All right, so I'll start with Carla. Uh, so this is all considered for the role. Uh, Kim Basinger, Jennifer Beals, Lorraine Bracco, Kate Capshaw, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jodie Foster, <laughs> Melody Griffith, Mariel Hemingway, Madonna, <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer, Sharon Stone, Madeline Stowe, Uma Thurman, Marissa Tomei, and Sean Young. All considered for this role. Of course, they're all considered for this role. They're all the it actresses of the time from like 85 to 95.
0: I mean, some of them are in like. Sharon Stone wasn't huge yet. Like I could see maybe Sharon Stone.
1: I mean, after action Jackson though,
0: Sharon Stone wouldn't be crazy to think of. Like some of them aren't crazy, but some of them are like, like, come on, Kate Capshaw, Jodie Foster. That one's the craziest one to me.
1: Yeah. No. no. Uh, And so for Mace Ryan, AKA um, powers booth, uh, Alec Baldwin, (laughs) Jeff Bridges, James Kahn. Although I think James Conn would have been really good at this actually uh kevin costner robert de niro michael douglas harrison ford harrison ford's not doing this movie uh <laughs> richard gear jeff goldblum mark Harmon, don johnson uh, don johnson might do this movie yeah yeah uh michael keaton harvey keitel val kilmer would have been way too young uh christopher lambert would have done this movie matthew <laughs> modine uh al pacino Pacino's not doing this movie guys Ooh, ah. Alan Rickman also not doing this movie Kurt Russell at the time may have done this movie uh, John Saxon who would have been super old at the time and Tom Selleck not doing this movie guys
0: um, just to make it
1: three minutes a baby.
0: Just to back up a second, I'd like to note I'd like to note that this movie came out in 1992. Uh, they were considering Jodie Foster. Uh, Silence of the Lambs came out in 1991, so oh I, yeah, they thought they thought maybe she was going to follow up her sure. like uh, her, I believe, Oscar winning
1: performance
0: with um rapid fire. Sure.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Um. Yeah. So that's so yeah, Lots
1: of lots of quote unquote role reversals for you.
0: Yeah, lots of considered people. It's basically like anybody who was anybody was considered. So Um, I'm trying to see if I have anything else specifically I didn't mention. We talked about the... the... Why am I talking like that?
1: I don't know. It's late, and we watched this movie three weeks ago.
0: Well, it's not late, first of all. I just want to clarify that. It does... It does say that one of the things it says is that there were some scenes deleted from the movie prior to the theatrical release. uh, And it says that some lobby cards and theatrical TV trailers showed part of a deleted fight scene in an army office between Jake and a couple of soldiers as he tries to steal files about his dead father. Uh... Which leads more credence to the fact that they were trying to get this movie into like a certain time frame 100%. so that they were just like hey we have this fight scene where he goes in and steals the files and they're like yeah no nah, just be like carly has them and gives them to
1: yeah yeah and okay well let's just get into the ratings so let's do that okay, okay. all right um you want me to go first or do you want to go first you can go first or i'll go first um I I did enjoy this movie. Um I liked all the performances in it. I don't think there's any really there's really not any bad acting in it. I think the okay. actors who were overacting were appropriately overacting for their character. Mm-hmm. Um I thought all the characters in here were really likable. Like I I enjoyed the characters. Yep. Um I think what this uh, the fight scenes were good. Um I kind of like Brandon Lee's sort of reluctant hero kind of yeah. persona. Um, I think what hurts this movie is the fact that they definitely cut some stuff out of it. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, action movies in general don't necessarily usually need to be longer. Mm-hmm. I think this one does. I think this one needed some extra scenes to develop the, the, to develop the relationships between, uh, Brandon Lee and powers booth and Brandon Lee and Carla, um, I think that's what was missing out of it.
0: Just so it was an it was an hour and thirty-five minutes right. and that's with credits and everything. So yeah,
1: I, I think maybe, you know, you make it an hour fifty, two hours. I think it probably would have been plot wise, character development wise, a better movie. And then they could have cut other things that didn't necessarily need to be in it.
0: Yeah. Maybe, yeah.
1: You know. But overall I enjoyed the movie. Um I didn't hate it at all. Um It does make me wonder what could have been with this series and with with Brandon Lee and and how, where it would have gone. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three and a half machine guns for this. Okay. Mm, um Three and a half. No, I'm gonna go three. I'll go three machine guns for this.
0: Um. So let's see. Yeah. Um. I I I like this movie. You know, the second time watching it, I enjoyed it as much as the first time. Um like you said, I really, I I liked all the performances. Uh, I did particularly really like Brandon Lee in it, Um, uh, his characterization. And and it was just kind of fun. And um, I I do agree to the certain sense that it's like, yeah, maybe they could have fleshed out some of the stuff and it's clear that there was stuff that wasn't filled in. But I, I don't know, like I, I tend to like my action movies to be a little bit shorter. Like maybe like, Maybe this could have been like one forty five, maybe like 10 minutes working an extra scene or two. I don't know. Um, but 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 none of the action sequences are particularly inspired, I would say, you know. Which, I mean, not every action movie has to be. But, I mean, there's not really any of them that were like, even the one-on-one Brandon Lee fights, I don't think any of them were really standouts, you know. I wouldn't be like, oh, man, that was so cool. So um, but, but I would watch it again, and I would recommend it to people that haven't seen it. So I'll, I'll go... Um, I'll go three machine guns for this one. Three.
1: Yeah. I think three is fair. Um, Yeah. I I do want to say like, I I really, the more we see of powers booth, the more I really like him in things like it's weird when he's one of those actors that, you know, I liked, but I, I think he grows on me a lot more. The more we Mm -hmm. see, the more I've seen him in things in general, I just really like powers Booth. um, yeah, that's it. It's that's, uh, that's our rating, three and three. Uh, write that down. If you had that on the uh, last of the last action podcast, bingo card. Congratulations.
0: <laughs> Somebody um, asked me the other day, they were like, do you have like a, a sheet where you keep track of like all the movies and like who gave them what as a score? And I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> nope. I mean, I absolutely. have a list of all the
1: movies. Yeah. But I don't have a list. And when they were released. But I don't have a list of I whatever. Mean, I, like I suppose, it. We should maybe, maybe, maybe for the last episode, we release it like as a teaser or as like a, like a, like a little, like a little special at the end.
0: What, like uh, the list of the ratings for all the movies?
1: Yeah. Maybe compile it.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I guess. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. You, know, you know, when I rule it out, I, I don't mean, know, I'm it going to take re- some work, but I, I, I won't rule it out on air at least. Um <laughs> You take uh, half
1: the movies. I'll take half. It'll be fine.
0: Yeah. I'll take all the ones that are more recent. So I'll just start writing them down now.
1: Sure. That's fine. <laughs>
0: uh, um,
1: yeah, that's it. Uh,
0: what do you want to plug? What do I want to plug? Well, I want to plug Tubi. Of course. Um, this movie is not on Tubi, unfortunately, but Tubi does have a lot of uh, great uh, content on there available to watch. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, plug Pluto TV a little bit, but not as much. Although um uh when I was at my parents' house the other day my mom was talking about the love boat and she's like ah oh, you know I wonder if I could ever watch reruns of that and you know what all the reruns were on Pluto TV so I told her I'm like download that app yep. you can watch the love boat whenever you want. Um and I feel like that's uh, a weird I, thing to want to rewatch. Well we were watching I was over there watching the Lions game and like there was a commercial uh for a cruise like line, and they were using the love boat theme in it, and it oh, got us talking about the God. show, the love boat. So, uh, and then, yeah, uh, the other thing I want to plug is the uh, the Lions. Uh, as of recording this on Sunday, they're playing in the NFC uh, uh, championship game, yep. uh, out in San Francisco. So, uh, hopefully next time we record, it'll be um, right before they play in the Super Bowl. So, we'll see. Yeah, you never know. Here's here's hoping. So, yep. um, but
1: yeah, that's all I got. Yep, uh, I'm gonna plug uh, the Discord. So check us out on Discord. Um, it's been a little quiet lately, just because our release schedule has been pretty sporadic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we're gonna get back to regular regular releases. Uh, knock on wood. Knock on wood. So far as you know, power doesn't go out, or no one gets sick, or you know, we don't just we don't just suddenly walk away. Um, who knows? Uh, yeah. So check out check us out on Discord, um, and then obviously I'll post. Uh, I'll post a uh, 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 I'll put a post up on Instagram and Facebook so that people know what episodes are out and when they're out. Uh, but Discord is definitely the place to chat with us the most. Uh, yeah. Other than that, um, I'm good. I really don't I really don't have much to plug right now. Why? Well, I mean, go Lions. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Go yeah, Lions. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 good too.
1: All right. Well how on we end this? It's been a while. Uh this episode yes. of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated.
0: Uh but wait, can I can we can I take that again?
1: Yeah, I'll totally edit that out. Go ahead.
0: Okay. But we'll be back. I know.